0: Good evening. And welcome to episode 62 of Classic Elder Scrolls, brought to you by the Quest Gaming Network, available for download on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and questgamingnetwork.com. Today's record date is Middas, the 26th of Frostfall. And I am your host, your vampire lord and fellow Tamrielic horror, Ikhvarwin! <laughs> and I am joined this night with my ghoulish gathering of macabre miscreants of malice, beginning with this gentleman here. Dr. Kavorkian called his maniacal scholar and hired him for his death chamber exercises. Mike kill Dr. Mickey.
1: Hello, everyone. And the title of the show tonight is It's the Great Pumpkin, Evarwin.
0: Great Pumpkin, indeed. Indeed. Dr. Kill, Dr. Mickey and myself are joined by this one individual. Ooh, if you hear tortured baying at the moon in solemn remembrance of nights gone by, it could only be coming from Mark Carnigan, Werewolf, Kauki,
2: Chris, <laughs> and hey, welcome everyone. <laughs> welcome. Uh, it, look, it was that or Count Floyd, and frankly, Count Floyd doesn't doesn't look right unless you're looking at a vampire. <laughs> or it doesn't sound right unless you're looking at a vampire. So, you know. <laughs> so there's that. There's that. So hey, how's it going, everyone? Good,
3: good. Um, welcome to our uh, our our witches festival special, our Halloween special here on on Classic. And um, yeah, we're super we're super excited. We got lots of awesome stuff to talk about in regards to the witches festival and uh hopefully folks will will enjoy that um mark before we get started uh would you mind letting everyone know you know where we could you know where people could uh where people could see our macabre party tonight
2: well of course if they want to watch us live or dead they can do so at youtube.com slash quest gaming network live or where we currently are at www.twitch.tv slash questgamingnetwork They can follow us, like some sort of serial killer, on Twitter at Elder Scrolls OTR, on Facebook at facebook.com slash questgamingnetwork, or on Google at google.com plus sign network. And they can find all of our bloody works on QuestGamingNetwork.com.
0: Oh, oh, we've we've got a horror tale to tell you, folks, because my Skyrim has just crashed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the spooky tell horror! The horror. <laughs> God damn it!
2: <laughs> the void swallows all. <laughs>
3: Oh man, uh, we're off to a good start, aren't we? Um, so uh, <laughs> there we go,
0: there we are. Ah, yes, in all of his ghoulish wonderfulness.
3: <laughs> um, all right, what are we doing today, Mike? What's going on?
1: What have we got in store so for today. For we are playing Skyrim: Dawnguard. Watch out, the vampires are coming for you. No. and these vampires do not sparkle. No we will be discussing scary locations in Tamriel in the history of we will be discussing some of the dangers that monsters present and the expansions that has brought us a better understanding of them in the scenarios archives those who hunt monsters risk becoming the monster Ooh, we have a fast question a crafting table this week in Tamriel the holidays gameplay tweets emails and more I, it's time first.
2: to have a. It would be a bloody good time. <laughs>
0: that was funny. I liked that. That was good.
2: <laughs> Let's see how long we can keep this up. We're committed now.
3: Oh, I, 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 I think it should probably end very soon, very, very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so uh in order to uh get in order to get on with our macabre masquerade we have <laughs> i sorry I had to do it. Uh the uh probably the the five most interesting moments of your entire life right here the two moons horoscope with my friend Jazeldad oh please with uh, Mr Dad if you will.
1: Uh, this one set sail from Weyrest hoping to skirt down the coast of Valenwood to the mouth of the Nibbin to his home in Elsewhere. But a storm overtook our majestic vessel. This one found himself pulled from the ocean by his fellow Khajiits on the Isle of Karnathi's Roost, a small settlement of moon sugar farmers south of mainland elsewhere. My stay has been pleasant, but as always, a hint of danger is in the air. The Damned Myrrh of Somerset have rekindled some type of feud with the malmor of Pendir, and this just played out at Karnathi's Roost. On a high note, this one was able to visit the famous Temple of the Two Moons Dance. Dear listener, I will leave you with the chant of the two moons, that you might ponder its meaning. So, Jode and Joan guide my steps. Reveal the moon path I will walk. Bring sweet sugars to your ward. War of Alkash fill these ears. Make sharp my claws and mind. Grant first cat wisdom to my home. Canarthi's breath fill my spirit. Whisper swift secrets in our ears. Hasten us towards the sky. Hey, warm sense
0: in your future uh jazel thank you so much for your your prognostications of
3: ill-willed portent mm. um yeah so um so before we uh before we continue we've uh we've got some uh holidays we'd like to mention as well as uh something very quickly we'd like to we'd like to move on to um, and then we'll be talking a little bit about our our uh, weekly challenge. but but first, before we get into that, um, I, I mean we're playing Skyrim right now and and for if you're watching us on on YouTube or here live on Twitch, uh, you're noticing that White Run is very spooky right now.
1: It looks a little sickly, kind of green. Yeah.
2: And there's that one guy who seems to be caught up on something, bumping it over and over again. And, and he doesn't have a
3: head either. I, I don't know if you caught that. That's actually uh, not. I, a, that's not a bug. That's a feature. Yeah, it's a feature. This <laughs> he is a. He is a night
0: spook. Scary. Scary
3: blow. <laughs> Uh we're going to get some one second. I wonder if he's going to
1: date the town bike.
3: Huh? Oh, well, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm sure she's going to throw herself at him. I mean, you know. Anyway, uh <laughs> let's not get into that. <laughs> um so hello to uh to our Twitch chat room and uh thank you for joining us. Uh but the we're running a bunch of mods right now and I just kind of want to call them out here on our crafting table. Um the one mod that I think you're you're kind of looking at at the moment is um both epic Halloween overhaul by uh, Tentane, which is sort of uh, giving Whiterun that, that crazy uh, Halloween look. I mean, you've got uh, dead hanging, <laughs> hanging bodies from the uh, merchant stalls here, uh, red and green water uh, flowing in the, uh, in the background. I'll show you the green. Yeah, I'm loving
2: that the the red waterfalls. That it's cool.
3: I'll show you the green stuff too. There's actually in the back of White Run. Uh, you know, if you happen to get to the Cloud District anytime soon, uh, <laughs> 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 there's actually a whole like quest area there where there's a um, like a crypt and all that. So I'll play through that too in a little bit. Oh, nice. Uh, there's some green lighting here as well. Uh, the pumpkins actually comes from Halloween in Skyrim by Deandra. Um, I'm wearing a Spriggan mask, which is, I think, super cool and creepy looking. Uh, this Spriggan mask, uh, comes from the mod called Spriggan mask <laughs> by My my First Pony. And, um, the big, the big thing that we're running right now is Holiday Holidays by Isoku, um, which is, a again, a Skyrim mod as well, uh, which we're gonna, we're gonna get into that in two seconds, um, it's a it's a mod that it adds all of the holidays into into skyrim and um if you if you go into sort of like your um where is it here uh your mod configuration tab here this this comes with uh mcm skyrim uh it works very well with mcm skyrim there's a tab for it here called holidays and you can sort of just figure out, like, you can you can trigger these these different events, which today we're doing the Witches Festival, you could sort of trigger a Witches Festival event. Might be a little hard to see what's going on here in Witches Festival with, with this, because um, as you can see in the description on the bottom here, it says uh, that the Witches Festival, let me, let me actually get to the guide here, um this is it right here Uh, forces of sorcery and religion class demonologists, conjurers lamias, warlocks, and thamertog thama thama, thama, not going to work here anymore uh, meet in the wilderness outside the city and the creatures created or summoned there may plague Tamriel for eons most wise men choose not to wander this night so basically if you're going to see anything it's going to be outside the city we might run into something so that's, that's basically that um so those are the mods that we're running. So as as we're as I'm running around playing Skyrim, um, if you see something you know weird, chances are it's gonna be one of those three or four mods that, that we're doing. All right there, Dr. Kevorkian. why don't you tell us about the holidays that we're, we're gonna be experiencing in in Tamriel this this week?
1: Okay, so uh, last week we covered the Witches Festival and we get to see a lot of it here but we have a couple more uh, this week. So, Frostfall the 23rd is Broken Diamonds. On the 23rd of Frostfall in the 121st year of the Third Era, the empress Kintyra Septim the 2nd met her death on the Imperial Dungeons in Glenpoint uh. on the orders of her cousin and usurper Uriel the 3rd. Her death is remembered in Glenpoint as the day called Broken Diamonds. It is a day of silent prayer for the wisdom and benevolence of the Imperial family in Tamriel. Editor's note, it is Uriel III who killed Kintyra, not Sephorius, as the scribe in error in Daggerfall. On the 30th of Frostfall, this upcoming uh, Sunday, uh, or Sundas, uh, is Emperor's Day. Once the 30th of Frostfall, the Emperor's birthday, was the most popular holiday of the year. Great traveling carnivals entertained the masses, with the... uh, aristocracy of the city of Shornhelm enjoyed the annual goblin chase on horseback. Recently, these traditions have fallen into neglect. It has been decades since there was a great big carnival in in Shornhelm. And longer since, a regent of the city sponsored a goblin chase. But this Sunday, we will be changing that. So those members of ESOTR in uh, uh, ESO, we are going to have a goblin chase.
2: Ooh, hoo, hoo, so, yeah? Nice! Ooh, can we follow it so, up with Snake Whacking Day?
1: Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that Wicked Wolf would like that because he hates snakes. <laughs> Snake? So if you're interested, then. about 9 o'clock, show up in TeamSpeak, and uh, we're going to have a goblin chase. Alright. <laughs> and that's this
3: uh, this Sunday, this, this Sundas. Yes, this sun does. Ooh. Oh man, that's gonna be awesome. Good luck with that. I, I oh yeah. If I can make it, I'll join for a little bit on Teamspeak. But I'm gonna be at work, unfortunately.
1: Okay. So I'm but, gonna try and stream it. So I might need to talk have you talk me through how to set up uh, to stream. Oh, so,
3: it's easy, dude. It's so easy. Nope. I'll well, I'll get you. I'll get you at the end of the show. No worries.
1: Yeah, because we're uh, looking at it and having two teams one being the goblins that have the uh, goblin crystal from uh, one of the quests and the other team being the chasers and uh, have uh, the one team leave and give us a head start to run and then the other team chases throughout all of uh, the zones in Tamriel
2: this is just an excuse to beat up uh, to beat up the orsimer isn't it maybe <laughs> any excuse will anything
1: do. Do I need an excuse to beat up orcs? No.
3: <laughs> oh, man. Um, if uh, if you guys could do me a favor, maybe maybe uh, Mark, because uh, I know, Mike, we've got something quick to mention. Um, some of the chat room is, uh, I, I know you threw in that, that one link, but if you could link the other mods as well for the oh, chat Oh, yeah, room, sure. And then label it out this way people uh, know what it is. Because um, we've got some really, I, I'm I'm hot on these mods right now. I think these mods are awesome. I'm loving yeah, this stuff. Not a problem. Thank you, Um, Mike Doctor Kavorkian.
0: Please, if you will, something quick to mention. <laughs>
1: <coughs> Excuse me. I think you need to see a doctor. Mm, maybe. <laughs> So, do you have Family Game Night in your house? (laughs) Do you dread playing another game of Clue? Well, Bethesda and Hasbro have heard your sighs of exasperation, and an officially licensed Monopoly set themed around the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim is on its way. The game is due out March 2017 and is running for about $48. The news of this Skyrim-themed Monopoly board courtesy of Mekdroid, who has created this and other video game conversion board games. The rules and structure of Skyrim Monopoly will fit with the board game that everyone knows, but with a few Elder Scroll style changes. The game uses characters, locations, and lore from the video game for its game board, tokens, cards, building, and dice, all set in a Monopoly setting. And so now, if you are losing to that snotty ten-year-old, <laughs> shout "Fusroda!" And flip the board. to <laughs> your victory.
2: Do not pass White Run. Do not collect 200 septums. <laughs> um, apparently I'm finding out here in the chat
3: room, which by the way, I- I'm going to be all over that, that Skyrim um, monopoly. I mean, is that, is that going to be on your, uh, your New Life Festival lists, guys?
1: No, because <laughs> it's not until uh, March. Damn it! I know it's, the, it's the, the worst timing ever. It's like, you know, we've got a big holiday season coming, and you're gonna let it. You're gonna have it in March.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Although maybe this could be a good thing for me. Why is that? Because maybe it'll be at PAX East, and I can get a freebie. Oh. Ooh. Huh? Are you listening, Bethesda? I'll come by your 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 area. Don't have one waiting for me.
2: Wait, wait. What you mean is you'll you'll be there and you'll get me a freebie, right? That, that's how this uh, works. Uh, Transitive property. Oh, so we need uh, to have two free,
1: three freebies now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'd like a freebie too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um. All right, guys. So. It, by the way, this is this is the crypt uh, that comes with with this mod. Um, speaking of the mods, oh, nice. yeah, it's it's freaking badass. Um, the speaking of the mods that we called out, the the Halloween and Skyrim mod, I didn't know this, and the, the chat room is actually talking about this. Um, it's by the modder is Deandria That's the same Deandria that le- uh, that's a an officer in the uh, um, official unofficial Elder Scrolls pages guild in Elder Scrolls Online um which i i'm a part of and um i had no idea and she's always very very uh she's always very lovely um in the in the chat there um she always says hi whenever you log in so so shout out to d'andrea and um you know i just want to say uh this mod is great um the the little pumpkins it's halloween and skyrim is the one that gives out the little pumpkins and I mean, these little bastards are cute as hell. <laughs> I mean, they really are. Let me uh, let me step out of the crypt uh, area here for a second and, and sort of focus on uh, some of these these pumpkins that she's got going on here. Look at... <laughs> there they are. There's a couple of them right there um, on the stream. And they're... You know, some of them are carved, like it says. Some of them are not. So uh, you can get all of these mods on the Skyrim Nexus and... Um, you know, if you're looking for a tiny little mod that's not going to take up too much, uh, too much RAM, uh, this one for sure, the, uh, Halloween and Skyrim by Deandrius, the little jack-o'-lanterns, this is great. It really gets you in the festive mood. So, she did a great job with that. Um, okay. So, like I said, we've got, we've got a whole bunch of stuff that we want to, we want to sort of call out, uh, in the show, I'm going to be going uh, through that crypt, and uh, I'm going to be starting up the Dawn Guard quest as well. And and as I go through all that, um, why don't we uh, why don't we talk a little bit about about some of our game- gameplay before we get into our discussion topic for for the day? Um, so, Mark, wh- what have you been doing in Tamriel this last week?
2: Uh myself, I have been uh, I've been going a bit through Craglorn and. Uh, <laughs> Before I started having some major computer problems, but that's neither here nor there. But going a bit through Craglorn and uh, enjoying the Witches Festival, I was able to, uh, between um, just going through the dances with daggers and uh, also hitting up some merchants, uh, I was able to get the entirety of the Holojack, um Sorry, the Holojack, uh, um motif, and I was able to get the, uh, the masks... So, you know, just I was enjoying that. And uh, last couple of days, I have actually been going through um, and selecting mods for uh, for Friday's big, big event. So looking
1: forward to that.
3: All right. What about you, Mike?
1: By any chance, do you have the soundboard up? Uh, yeah. Do you by chance have... A, another cast member special bumper
3: <laughs> uh yeah give me a second here um let's uh let's see if we can get into that in a second here um oh dear <laughs> oh boy here almost there hold on hold on this is this is gonna whatever this is this is gonna be absolutely amazing because I know um Mike likes to uh Hold on to to some of these things, and and then here we go. Let's 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 hear Mike rage a little bit right after this.
0: Yeah, what the fuck? You gotta be freaking kidding me, man. That's some bullshit. Ah, come on. Rage of the week.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Mike, what vexes thee?
1: <laughs> so. They decided to put a crafting motif directly into the crown store, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And I decided, okay, it's a decent price. I've got all these extra crowns. And, you know what? It's not a traditional motif. It's not like they put the ebon motif or the glass motif or, you know, some other big one that we've been waiting for. You know, dragon bone motif or something like that. No. This is, you know, a a new one that they made up, so I'm fine with it. Except that we're running a stupid holiday event where we all look exactly the same. Every single character looks like a stupid goddamn skeleton. (laughs) So I buy the motif, not realizing what I'm actually doing because I'm on a skeleton. And I get the motif, and I'm like, okay, I'm good, I'm good. And it shows up in my inventory as a... Thing that you can click on and so what do I do what I do click do? on it not realizing that I'm not on my crafter oh no no oh, I'm no. on the character who's level 25 and I'm trying to level up to 50 who knows how to craft three damn things oh so there's no. 2200 crowns shit down the toilet on a guy who can't even craft a goddamn sword.
3: Oh my god. Did you call uh did, did you did you reach out to to tech support?
1: No, because this is my own damn stupid fault. Well, they might they might have And I'm mad as hell at myself.
0: <laughs>
3: oh jeez, um. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. I'm so sorry for you, Mike.
1: That's awful. There was a lot of cursing and flipping of tables. That night when I realized, when I went on to my crafter, I was like, oh, let me craft the Grim Harlequin and yeah. see how this stuff looks. And I'm like, where the F is it? Yeah. How come I can't find the Grim Harlequin? <sighs> you son of a bitch. Oh, You're on man. account bound. You're on a lobby.
3: Oh, man, Mike. I'm so sorry. You know what, oh, Mike? Geez. You know what? We're going to... QGN's going to compensate you for that. All right? We're going to send you the now, $25. No,
1: because... I then went back, and Zoss actually did compensate me. And now we've got Rage of the Week for other people, because I waited patiently. And I said, find my happy place. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I'll find my happy place. And a couple days later, there was an announcement that came through Twitter. Crowns are on sale for 40% off. Okay, I will buy crowns to replace the 2,000 crowns I, you know piss down the toilet. Right. And I will buy it on my crafter. Now I was nice and happy because hey, you know, 40% off. It's not that big a deal.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: But then many of our other guildmates had bought crowns the day before without <laughs> having the the let's wait until it gets until one Tamriel gets released on PlayStation and Xbox. And so they paid full price. <sighs> so my screw up actually ended up okay yeah I'm just still mad at myself for not paying attention to who I was on when I opened
3: it right oh man that's that's that sucks that really sucks
2: actually it 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 actually reminds me of my own rage that i that I came up with oh okay what what happened <laughs> oh well so during the week i um I may have picked up the exact same motif, but i was i put it in the right place. But I decided I had collected enough leather and um, you know the high level leather and uh, silk to put together armor for my uh, my mage character, and I'm I'm a very focused player. I I, I've put all my focus pretty much over into my my tank, my templar tank. But I've over the course of time slowly been leveling a uh, a Breton sorcerer, and she hit veteran level 1 uh, a few months ago and I haven't really touched her since or she hit veteran 1 and then they took out the veteran ranks but so she's she's champion point now the the thing is that I figure I go and I look and I realize you know what I've got this really cool motif I want you know I think it look I can craft something that would look good and I've got some other things uh, other styles I'll, I want to mix in there so I go through and I I make so I put together a list, and I of these the the styles I want, and these are the motif, and you know, and these are the um, the traits that I or the uh, the sets that I want to craft it from, and everything. And I go, and I have just enough, and I go to my first place, and I get distracted while while there because uh, my parents are coming over, and we're doing some planning with that, and so I'm doing two things at once, and I start putting the stuff together, and. Then after I've done putting it all together at the at the crafting table, my brain goes, Wait a moment. You forgot to put traits on these. Oh, no. Oh, God. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Wait a moment. Uh, you didn't mean to make all the armor at the exact same stop, did you? Uh, or at the exact same place, did you?
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: So that was one of those, well, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean we've all we've all
3: done this kind of stuff too just oh, sort yeah. of like space Crafting out
2: and... now on the plus side I hadn't made it all uh purple or anything and I hadn't turned it all gold the way rage did that one time right but oh, was god, he was no. in the, the
1: chat room when I was when I did it and he's like oh my god you've got to have that as your as a rage and use my bumper I give you permission I'm like yeah okay <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, it's nice to know that he gave permission. <laughs> That's good.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: That's good. All right, folks. Um, you know, as for me, uh, you know, short and sweet. I've been streaming pretty much every friggin' night uh, when I when I get home from work at 1.30 in the morning. Been doing my uh, classic, um, my late late night Elder Scrolls stream, and uh, I've been having a blast. Um, last night, or I think that the night before, in particular, um, was just incredible. I I was in Skyrim and I wasn't even sure like what what I wanted to do when I fired up the stream but I mean it's a laid back stream doesn't really matter what happens we just you know have a good time and you know we've got a nice chat room there filled with uh you know um regulars and I'm actually going to show this right now um one of the uh one of the chat room um folks came in and said hey Varwin go and get Spellbreaker and I was like what is that I've never heard of that before and, you know, they were shocked that I, and as I, I, as I was, too, that I hadn't heard about this, this particular um, Daedric weapon, which is a shield um, that you get. Well, uh, from... you
1: only play to get Meridia, and then all the rest of them, you're like, ah, they're evil Daedric, I'm not going to do them.
3: <laughs> well, I've actually looked for um, other other sort of, I mean, obviously not, not intensively, but I've looked for other Daedric items, too, and I just I just never saw this one. Um, so I've got it up on the stream right now. It's it's Spellbreaker, right? It's a it's a shield that you get from doing Parryite's quest. And um, you know, at the time, let me let me throw up the map here. Um, at the time, it was suggested. I mean, I was on the other end of Skyrim, like kind of like in this um, this this like area here, um, you know, like south of of, of Winterhold, uh, like southwest of Winterhold and northeast of, of uh, Whiterun. Kind of like this this area here sort of like the reach area and um i had to go all the way out west uh, and look for parryite's uh shrine so the the first like hour of this stream was just me crossing skyrim uh dealing with all of the various denizens that were putting themselves in my path and then trying to find the shrine of perryite and then you know we've got to summon perryite so that requires getting reagents so i was looking for that then you you summon perryite and they put you on a quest to go to a uh dwimmer ruin um so you go through there and and that was that that ruin itself was amazing that was a lot of fun that dungeon and then i i ended up getting this this uh shield spellbreaker which for those who may not know about it um it, uh, it, well, it's, I got it right here. It says, while blocking, creates a ward that protects against spells for up to 50 points. Uh, has 53 armor. So it's it's pretty awesome. It, it really complements, um, my, uh, my sword, which is Dawnbreaker, very, very well.
2: Ha- have you ever, uh, I think it's Spellbreaker, that if you shield bash with it, it makes a person go incorporeal for a few seconds. Meaning they can't hit you.
3: Um, I haven't noticed that. I mean, they, they stop for a minute and and they you know kind of deal with the reverberation in their skull at the moment.
2: <laughs> but... I I think it's Perry. Give me a moment to check because I'm pretty sure, sure that's Spellbreaker too. All
3: right. Well, well, while um while Mark is is checking on that, let's jump into our discussion topic, folks. Uh, it's the Witches Festival, and uh, while we're running around killing vampires in Skyrim, which I'm about to do in a few minutes, um, I'm kind of wondering what some of the what are what are some of the
0: spookiest oh, locations? Sorry. Never in- mind.
2: I was thinking the ethereal shield. And sorry, uh, I interrupted you. Sorry. <laughs> I'll shut up now.
1: <laughs> Say it again, Canadian. One more time. One more time. Sorry.
3: Let's get it out there. What do you got? What do you got? What is it? The ethereal shield?
2: Uh, yeah, it's it's the ethereal shield that you uh, you do in the like where you can get the ethereal crown and that type of thing.
3: Okay. Yeah. All right. So then, obviously, not spellbreaker. No. Okay. Um, maybe you can throw that link in the chat room so so folks can kind of like compare and contrast. Try and get the um, the chat room uh, involved as much as possible. Um, in any event, what what's some of the spookiest locations in any any Elder Scrolls game that you found? What what are what are some of those? Um, let's let's start off with uh, with Mike on this one.
1: So, as you're leaving the region, heading into the swamps of um, Morthol area there is uh, a cave as you go around the mountains there and uh, in there is a um, uh, this Khajiit and some bandits that are losing their minds and uh, when you get there come to find out the cave is being haunted by uh, a ghost and it's one that I had never seen before and it was really really a spooky area uh, I felt and then the other one is a Falmore cave up by uh, uh, as you're heading towards uh, 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 Windhelm area, uh, that uh, kind of does some weird things with the lighting, and uh, that was uh, a really uh, cool area to be in. Once again, you know, it all has to do with lighting and the way the mood is set. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. The, oh yeah. Is the, the part of it I I think is the best. So. Those who in Skyrim definitely.
2: Okay. Um, what about you, Mark? Um, for me, I would say that uh, in Skyrim, one of them is—I uh, I think it was mentioned in the chat—Frostflow Lighthouse. It's—I uh, think that's the one. It's a lighthouse up around near Dawnstar, where if you go in, you find like. Um, the lighthouse keeper's family murdered and whatnot, and oh, you find yeah. that the lighthouse was built over a uh, Palmer cave. Yeah. You know, that one, like, that one's just really well done. Yeah. Um, and. Little Easter same...
3: egg on that one, too, actually. There's a little Easter egg there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, if you. If you go to the very top of the lighthouse, there's a, a book that you can read that says something about, you know, the, the owner of the lighthouse there is, um, what's that? a weird stone right there. Um, he's like, uh, he, he was like longing for something. I think he wanted to like, I don't know, he, he loved the, uh, he loved the ocean. And if you take his remains and you put it in the, uh, the brazier on, on top there, um, you get, you get a thing out of it, um. I don't think it's a buff. I think you actually get like an item out of that.
2: I did not know that.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really cool though. It's I, I'm so, gonna have to try and remember that. Yeah, definitely check that out. It's it's cool, it's cool stuff. And, and you find like his remains, um, I think on a falmer or in a falmer tent or something, uh, right. down below. So if you use that, stick that in the brazier, um, you know, it's uh, it's
2: a <laughs> little yeah. The other thing I would say for a really creepy thing was that years and years and years ago while I was playing through Daggerfall, um No. I was one- no, Sorry? don't no, don't take it
3: <laughs> I think that's gonna be mine that you're about to shout out.
2: <laughs> no, I don't think so actually.
1: No? Alright. No, because
2: okay. this was this was almost a uh, a random encounter type thing.
1: Okay, in Daggerfall, um, I had to get out of this cave, and there was this imp, and there was this rat, and I kept dying, and it was really scary, so I stopped. <laughs> uh, actually, what ended up
2: happening was that, um, okay, so I was pl- I was of course, uh, one, I was I decided to just try walking between two points on the map, just basically I'm okay, I'm in this city, I'm just going to walk straight line and see what I come across, and. Um, you know it was basically just holding a button for a while and seeing what came uh, came across because there's nothing real really that shows up unless you wander into a random uh, unmarked place that's on the way like it could be a graveyard, it could be a ruin, a dungeon yeah. that type of thing and I ended up wandering into a witch's coven and by the time I reached there it was nighttime there was this big... Uh, it, it was nighttime it was raining. There was this uh, big half dome in the center of the cell that was made to look like sort of some sort of cave um, with, that was just sort of a center, a circle in the middle. And in the middle was this this uh, of course, flat 2d you know pixeled crone. And but it was just the creepiest thing to get in there and because it just it was out of nowhere. And it just felt like this foreboding place where I really shouldn't be.
4: Yeah. Like I
2: was intruding in something. And I had the option that I could ask them to try and summon a Daedra for me. Because, you know, which is summoning things, that's a thing. Sure. And Or I could take a mission. And they actually gave me a uh, potion that could cure. Uh, a potion to deliver somewhere and apparently it cured vampirism and lycanthropy because werewolves and vampires started attacking me everywhere.
3: Huh Wow. So wow so yeah that's that's that is actually pretty freaking creepy man. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh uh uh Archiv... um sorry Archivus uh Arterius Oh I'm- Arterius. If I'm- yeah uh he said he was pointing out Apocrypha is one of the scariest places. Yeah, that's a good one. Apocrypha's a uh, yeah, that's
3: a creepy one. For sure. Oh, yeah. Um Alright uh, Daggerfall. Daggerfall! At nighttime! In Daggerfall.
0: Avengers. Yes.
3: Yes, I look, there's look, there is a lot of there's a lot of creepy and this is why I thought you were gonna say this Mark. That's all I was saying. Like don't take it from me because this it's, it's <laughs> this is like the creepiest <laughs> thing I've ever experienced in an Elvis Scrolls <laughs> game. Um, look, Elder Scrolls is not—it's not a frightening game, not by any stretch of the imagination. However, there are oh, yeah. there are areas where you go in there and you're like this is a little, a little creepy, a little creepy. Certainly, the, the Apocrypha. Mold. Say, go ahead. Yeah, certainly Apocrypha, one of them. Yeah. Um, you know, Jenny uh, tells me, and Liz tells me as well that uh, Dwimmer ruins for them. Really, kind of, really kind of scary for them. Um, Jenny was telling me too. You know, she doesn't really like going into Dwemer ruins because they freak her out. She hates the fall.
2: So yeah, I don't, I don't blame her. They're creepy as anything.
3: Yeah, they are. So there, there definitely are these areas where it's the, the game gets you know uh, creepy. But I, I will tell you, my skin crawls when I hear the uh, the the former king. In Daggerfall, screaming for vengeance, as old as that game is, and as, as you know, uh, ancient as the graphics are in that game, you hear that audio file of, of him just screaming
2: for vengeance, and mm-hmm. it curls my toes. Usually followed by the audio file of uh, the ghosts shrieking at you as they're about to attack. Yeah. Very, um, very, very,
1: very scary.
2: Oh, another good scary place—the Molag Ball Murder House in uh, Markarth. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. When the, the they stack the chairs on the tables and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right out of the
3: freaking poltergeist. <laughs> that's that's uh, that gets scary too. All right. Um. Okay. That was. I think that was pretty good, right, guys? Um, uh, yeah. Mike, you got anything else? I mean, I, I know uh, we kind of called out a couple here and there. Is there anything else you wanted to sort of throw out there?
1: Not really. I mean, you know, as you said, you know, the Elder Scrolls games, you know, they're they're not the scariest of games. They're not like you know jump scares or anything like that. There are some mods that you can download um, that do make it a lot worse. Uh, I know that I have a mod that I play with that makes the night time. Like pitch black, you have to have a torch unless you're on like the plains of White Run, um, to to see anything. And uh, the biggest jump scare I ever got was when I was playing with that and the torch went out, and I'm fishing through my bags, got another torch out, and uh, started walking, and a werewolf had uh, jumped me from the thing, and so I'm running, I'm running, you know, and like the torch, put the torch away accidentally, and this werewolf is attacking me. I have no idea where I'm going it was like, holy crap, they were swearing all over the place.
3: <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet there was. Alright, uh, oof. Just fell off my, uh, just fell off a, fell off a cliff and fell off my horse. Alright, folks, um, we're gonna jump into the Sonarist archives right now with, with Mark, who's gonna be talking to us about monsters, monster hunters, and what they've meant to the series of Elder Scrolls.
2: Well, Okay, so going into the Halloween episode, I couldn't help but think about uh, what it. There's two things that the Elder Scrolls games allows you to do, or well, okay, you're able to play an adventurer, and what does an advent, What is an adventurer except for a murder hobo who goes around kills things, steals their boots? Oh, I know what he does. He he takes arrows to the knees, and he takes arrows to the knees, and so, then he's no longer a murder hobo. Right, right. Uh, he's and he gets dog. a real job. So, you know, basically, your average adventurer, you go around killing monsters. But then the games also offer, you know, you have the RP opportunity to really fight the monsters. Um, You know, to be a monster hunter. And so I I found myself wondering, well, what's really the difference? And I think what it comes down to is that an adventurer goes and you're being heroic and you, you kill you go and hunt down and you kill monsters, but that's just part of the job. You're helping people and you're getting paid for it. You're exploring. You know, it's just, it's a small part of it. Whereas for a monster hunter, the killing of these things is the job. That's all they care about. Exploring the dungeons, finding out, finding wondrous treasure, maybe even helping things. These are secondary to destroying these creatures that they hate. So, for example, think about Isra- Isran, the, uh, the head of the Dawn Guard, right here in Skyrim. Right. You know, this is... Uh, he's part of an organization, or he was part of uh, an organization called the Vigilance of Stendar. And they go around, they destroy Daedra, the undead, uh, hunt, down, uh, uh, hunt down witches, that type of thing. Destroying monsters is their stuff, is there is their jam. Isran felt that they were too wishy-washy about it, and started the Dawnguard because he felt they weren't militant enough.
1: Hmm. Well, just look at it. Most of them end up dead on the roadside by vampires. And well, then the vampire says, Stranger, come here, we need some help.
2: <laughs> well, this is the thing. Lo- loading up Dawnguard, once you start it, once you actually start that quest, there, uh, you can go to the Vigilance Hall, but once you start the Dawnguard quest, the entire hall gets burned to the ground and everyone slaughtered. So, yeah, uh, apparently, you know, so that's one of those things is that uh, when you're playing a monster hunter, it really does seem to be that your character generally is more sort of focused on hunting the monsters. And when it comes down to it, uh, except, like, when it comes down to hunting monsters, except for uh, doing Fighter's Guild quests, which are pretty much more... Yeah, there's a, a bear infesting this guy's attic. Go kill it. No um, oh, Daggerfall. <laughs> um, basically, Dawnguard is pretty much the only place where you really get to play a monster hunter. And that, of course, then brought up the second part uh, of the question, is that the Elder Scrolls series is very different from a lot of RPGs in that you get to actually play the monsters, if you like. it. There's stuff there that lets you play darker characters. For example, you you can't really join a witch coven, but the Glenmoral witches have basically been in every game but arena. Um, no frankly... Yeah, pardon? No surprise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and look what happens to them here in Skyrim. They're all hag ravens. Um... But at the same time, you were able to do quests for like they used to summon uh, summon things for you. Uh, if I recall correctly, in Blood Moon, they are the only ones that have a cure for lycanthropy in um, oblivion. They're the ones with a cure for uh, vampirism. Here, they're again, the cure for lycanthropy. It's just not something they make willingly for you. But you also used to be able to do quests for them, like, they might ask you to deliver documents, escort a child home that someone else has kidnapped to protect their reputation, free another ri- a witch, get them a tome, uh, that type of thing. And, you know, you if you want to, in the older game, you could sort of deal with witches, but they've always been there. Uh, you've, you've had the ability to deal with demons constantly throughout the entire series. Uh, you can summon Daedra. I mean, yes, there are good ones, but frankly, for the most part, they're not good creatures. I mean, you did your quest for Parite, and while, you know, you stopped basically a plague, a herd of, pla- uh, you know, a people, bunch of people with plagues from unleashing it in Skyrim, um, he's not a good Daedra. <laughs> you know, and then you hit ones like Molag Ball. So, again, these sort of help you play as darker characters involved in the supernatural. But where I found the series really shines, like really shines, is when we actually get into playing the two classic monsters, the vampire and the werewolf. And we've done, we've done episodes on them. Right. But like, uh, but you know, it's sort of like the, the vampires I feel have had the um, the most attention given to them. Uh, in Daggerfall, you had clans that gave you special powers depending on where you were. Uh, in Morrowind, there were three clans that you could join, and each clan had uh, uh, two different quests that sort of ranged from finding out what happened to the ancient vampire's son after she became a vampire to uh, killing another vampire who thought who was thinking himself to be a god. So, you know, you, you had quests. You had a reason to sort of involve yourself slightly, at least, with this particular group. And then, of course, Dawnguard came out. And I think one of my favorite parts about the Dawnguard uh, expansion is that it really gives you a reason to push on with it, to experience... The uh, experience the game as much as you can, or to sorry to play through it a second time, because you know you you of course can just continue with the blood gu- with the Dawn Guard, or you can actually become a vampire, and the quest just continues on from there. Um, and while a lot of the quests are somewhat are are fairly similar, there's still some really interesting takes and in the way and the way they work and everything. Um, I love things like uh, you can you know the nice little touches like being able to turn your spouse into a vampire. you know that was that was a nice little touch for them to add in there yeah. um, you know framing the dawn guard from murder, killing vampires that aren't, aren't as powerful as you are. Um, and frankly, I love the fact that if you join the the vampires in dawn guard, your your main quest, is to find a way to kill the sun. Ah, uh, yes. Yep. And in the end, isn't that what everyone wants? To kill the sun? I don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs> the vile life-giving day star.
3: Yes. How 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 terrible.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um. At the same time, uh, you know, while we had, um. Well, uh, Dawnguard gave this really great vampiric questline to go through, and uh, it let you really revel in being a monster in, like, you know, you've got the slaves in the basement that you can you can feed on, you, you get this really cool transformation and can raise the dead with one hand and drain the life from your enemies with the other, or just drop to your feet and start slashing things to pieces.
3: Um Well, oh, don't forget about the uh, armored trolls.
2: Yeah, that's your op- that's if you jo- yeah, that's another option you can get if you join the Dawnguard. Yeah, and who doesn't badass. want an armored troll? Oh yeah. Um But another thing is there's the Blood Moon expansion. And that was probably what I think inspired Dawnguard in a way. Because the Blood Moon expansion Um that one was from Morrowind, and in part of the main questline, you become infected with lycanthropy. Now, usually the way these things go, okay, you've got forever to get yourself cured and then you can continue. Because, honestly, there's a part like that in the main Morrowind questline where you get infected with uh, the Blight, and it's like, well, before anyone will really deal with you, you have to get yourself cured. But there's no timeline. It's not like it's going to kill you or anything. It causes issues in in dealing with other people, mm-hmm. but you can still keep playing and exploring. Um, Blood Moon. If you don't get yourself cured and you've got a short timeline, ...Hersene himself himself starts to talk to you in your dreams, and you're now on a quest line, a short, a small one, but it's still a quest line. ...where you are serving the Daedric Prince of the Hunt himself... ...as his hound. And that was a really cool thing to put in. And again, the way Lycanthropy worked in Blood Moon... ...if you... ...every night you had to kill a person, not a monster. You had to find an NPC person in town... ...or one of these named NPCs who once they are dead, they are dead and you had to go kill them. And if you didn't do that, you took a crap ton of damage when you turned back, and it could actually kill you. So, you know, like, basically, that one, again, if you were going to play a werewolf, you were playing a monster. And that's one of the things I've always loved about the, the Elder Scrolls games, is that the, you have that option of playing these... The creatures of the night that's honestly this is why my character is called carnigan wolf i i was just so looking so forward to playing a werewolf in a computer game
3: well you've also got to um be 100 uh, percent ready to leave some guilds or some factions as well because the minute you turn into one of these things there are there are factions that you may have joined especially in daggerfall uh, where they don't want to hear from you anymore because you are, you know, a werewolf or a a boar, as weird as that might be, or <laughs> uh, a vampire.
2: Were- Strangely enough, Daggerfall, the werewolf is an extremely rare monster; far more common, the werebore. far more common. Really? Yeah, that yeah. For weird. some reason, the, the werewolves are only consistently found in Glenpoint. Everywhere else, it's pretty much werebores wereboars as far as the eye can see.
1: Okay. I really wish ESO had picked up on some more of these kind of concepts like, yeah. You, know, you do see werebats in one of the uh Valenwood quest lines, but you can't become one. And uh, you see the werewolves that you can become in ESO, but you know, wereboars, there we go, you know, and the werebears. Yeah, you know, and where the heck is the were crocodile? And the <laughs> exactly.
3: He's not making that up either, guys. There, there is a wear wear manta ray,
1: wear Were- Were- <laughs> sharks. Yes, you
2: <laughs> know no, manta ray.
3: Um. So, so what else you got on on this, Mark?
2: Yeah. No, well, I, I just sort of like it's this type of thing that I love about uh, the games that just sort of um, not only do they give you the chance to to play these monsters, but at least some of them understand enough to give you the opportunity to really. It, it give you quest lines to really encourage you to try it out to to really sink your <laughs>
0: sink,
2: sink your, your teeth, teeth <laughs> into playing these creatures. Right. So yeah, I mean I I'd love for when whenever the next game comes out for it to have and honestly I'd love it for ESO if they put more vampire specific and werewolf specific quest lines in there. I think those would be fantastic. That might be
3: an idea for them for next year's witches festival. Which yeah. again, I got to say I just love the fact that they're they're adding um they're adding these holidays now to Elder Scrolls online. And that they started with the witches festival. Um you know, Halloween is pretty much my pretty much my favorite holiday. Oh god, yes. And uh, <laughs> This I just, is I my
2: jam. Know.
3: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm so into this. Um, all right. Well, thank you for that, Mark. And uh, let's move into into the history of with Mike.
1: Alrighty. So as Mark had already said, uh, there was two expansions uh, for different games here. So we're going to cover a little bit of it, what they actually were. So the Blood Moon Prophecy. The Blood Moon Prophecy is a legend of the Skald, a native group of Nords from Solstein. It foretells the hunt of Hersene. An event which happens every era when the prince enters the Mundus and releases his hounds upon the land. The hunt is preceded by four signs. The first is the coming of the hounds, when werewolves appear on the island. The second is the fire from the Eye of Glass, a pillar of fire which appears on the surface of the frozen lake Jalding. The third is the Tide of woe, a Horker Massacre the bodies of which then wash up all along the island's north coast. And the final sign is the namesake of the prophecy, the blood moon when Secunda turns crimson from the blood of the hunter's prey. After the four signs is something called the hunter's game, which varies from era to era. The game might involve the hunting of an entire tribe or just one man. After the hunt, Hyrseen returns to his realm for another era, The most recent Blood Moon Prophecy was in 3rd Era, 427, and it took place within the Mortrag Glacier. Hercene summoned the island's three champions to take part in the hunt. Karstag the Frost Giant, Captain Felks Kirks of Fort Frostmoth, and Tharstan Hartfang, leader of the Skald and wielder of Hercene's Ring. It is unknown if the Nervereen took part in the hunt as a hound or as prey. The prey had to navigate a maze filled with werewolves to reach the hunter. The Nervereen made it through the maze, but in order to escape the hunt, it was required to fight an aspect of Hirsi, strength, speed, or guile. The Nervereen succeeded in defeating the hunter, causing the glacier to collapse, ending the hunt of Hirsi. Neither Hirsi's hunt nor the Blue Blood Moon are limited to the island of, Hirsen, of Solstein. Hirsi stages the wild hunt of the Chimera of Desolation, which is usually an entirely daedric affair. The Blood Moon is known to appear on Tamriel, wherever Hercene has designated a hunt. By 4th Era 201, the Blood Moon prophecy was seemingly a thing of the past. The Werewolves of Solstheim had been reduced to only the few members of the Frost Moon Pack. Their Alpha, Manjin, still held the remaining Blessed Rings of their past hunts. The island also saw the rise of a number of werebears who were laying claim to the werewolf's territory.
0: Uh Uh-oh, you don't want any of that.
2: Yeah. (laughs) See, so they could totally return to the Blood Moon uh, to get another Blood Moon uh, in the next game as well. Yeah. And uh, honestly, one of my probably regrets with Dragonborn was that you couldn't become a werebear.
3: Really? I mean is, is is that one of them?
2: Yeah, yeah, that, I mean it's it's a great uh you know, it's it's a fantastic um fantastic uh DLC for it, but uh I kinda really wish you could become a werebear. But that then again goes to I wish you could become infected with lycanthropy and not just given the power to turn into a puppy. Right. <laughs>
1: Yeah. You want to have lycanthropy like those poison apples you were talking about earlier. Just go around and infect everybody and everybody becomes a werewolf and then all of Skyrim is populated by werewolves.
2: There is a mod uh, which actually does allow you to infect other people with lycanthropy. Really? Yeah. Um, it, it. It. I think it's called Moonlight Tales or Moonlit Tales or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Moonlight Tales and basically um, you... Uh, it creates wild werewolves and werebears as uh, um, creatures that might show up in a random encounters, especially on nights of the full moon. Uh, these creatures then uh, can infect you if you're hit. And if you don't get yourself cured, you become a werewolf or a werebear. And we will transform, be forcibly transformed during the night of the full moon and everything. And it adds screams and everything when you transform to make it sound more painful and everything. Huh, that's cool. Um, but on top of that, uh, it also has it, like it, it also will send out like um, the silver hand might go around as random encounters now. And if you're a werewolf, they'll attack you. But one of my favorite, like I've never really tested it out, but it also has a tracker that. Um, if you hit someone but don't kill them, there is a chance they will become infected, and if they're infected on the nights of the full moon, they will transform in the middle of town. Huh. All right. So, Sound pretty cool uh, like, mod there. Yeah. So, oh no, like it it's one of those mods that I I love having on um, just cuz it really does add that aspect of lycanthropy that I always loved in Daggerfall. Right, uh, and frankly, I am um, I am hoping that uh, it will eventually be available on uh, on uh, for the Xbox One. You know, fingers crossed.
3: Uh, definitely. Um, all right. So, so uh, back to Mike. Um, what else? Uh, what else you got uh, this week? I know. I know we've got uh, plenty of uh, plenty of great books that uh, we still have yet to sort of present
1: so moving from uh, the, the descriptions of the blood moon prophecy to the tyranny of the sun the tyranny of the sun is an ancient prophecy written in the first era by arch-curate Vienthir of the Chantry of Ariel the prophecy foretold of a time when the sun would be blotted from the sky and the world plunged into eternal darkness as it no, should be no more plants, no more animals, no more blood for the bloodsuckers to drink, oh crap, they didn't think this one through <laughs> uh oh <laughs> The prophecy was recorded across three separate elder scrolls, and its fulfillment required Ariel's bow and the sacrifice of a daughter of Cold Harbor. Now, the origin of it, a snow elf named Mentir, served as the arch-curate of the Chantry of Ariel during the first year. His position in the chantry was such that he was said to commune with Ariel himself. When he was afflicted with vampirism by one of the initiates of the chantry, he felt betrayed by Ariel. Would, that Aurel would allow such a thing to happen to him. He sought revenge on Ariel by creating the prophecy, which, if fulfilled, would becloud the sun for eternity. Such an act would sunder the connection between Atherius and the plane of the gods and Mundus. This, in turn, would eliminate Aurel's influence on Nern. This was to be achieved by corrupting Oriole's bow and using it to loose an arrow soaked in the blood of the Daughter of Cold Harbor into the sun. Vanthir began to publicize the prophecy, with the intent of drawing a daughter of Cold Harbor to him. Years later, the prophecy was revealed to a moth priest who, upon reading an Elder Scroll, the moth priest began to transcribe his findings, but died before, he could, before it could be completed. He did, however, identify the three Elder Scrolls that contained the prophecy. So, Cold Harbor's daughter, Harkin, an ancient pure blood vampire, became aware of the prophecy, when he uncovered the Moth Priest's writing, as a vampire, the sun was his greatest enemy, and for many years he had sought a solution to this problem. When he discovered that the f- that the fulfilled prophecy would plunge the world into eternal darkness, he became obsessed with its realization.
0: <laughs> Say no more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he came to possess two of the Elder Scrolls the Moth Priest had identified, one of which declared that the blood of Cold Harbor's daughter would blind the eye of the dragon. Realizing that his own daughter. Serana could be used for the blood sacrifice, he sought to learn more. Before Harkon could proceed any further, his wife fled from him and took Serana and the Elder Scroll with her. She hid one scroll with Serana deep within an ancient Nordic tomb and escaped to the Soul Cairn with the other. As a result, the prophecy lay dormant for the next several thousand years. During the Fourth Era, Harkon discovered the whereabouts of Serana and the Elder Scroll and sent a group of his followers to retrieve her. Instead, she was released from her tomb and escorted back to her father by the last dragon When Serana's eldest girl returned to him, Harkin kidnapped a moth priest in order to decipher the prophecy. The moth priest eventually reveals another part of the prophecy that was congruous with the events of the time. Among the night's children, a dread lord will rise. In an age of strife, when dragons return to the realm of men, darkness will mingle with light, and the night and day will be as one. The priest also revealed that the fabled bow of Ariel was somehow involved, but without the other two scrolls its location remained a mystery. After retrieving the two other scrolls, one from the Sol cairn and one and the other from deep within a Dwemer ruin, the last dragonborn used all three to perform the ritual of ancestor moth. Within a secluded ancestral glade, the ritual revealed the location of Ariel's bow, and the Dragonborn subsequently traveled with Serana to retrieve it. The bow was located in the Chantry of Oriël, guarded by Archcurate Banthra himself. By luring Serana directly to, to him, his vengeance against Ariel almost came to fruition. However, Serana and the last Dragonborn were able to defeat and kill him. With the bow in the possession of the Dragonborn, it is unknown if the prophecy was stopped or reshaped. So, from both of these, we want to thank uh, the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages who uh, put all of these together, describing the events of both the Blood Moon and the uh, blotting of the sun, the tyranny of the sun.
3: Ah, uh, the tyranny of the sun. Well, uh, very. Um, <laughs> it's it's funny how how you know this this guy Harkon, despite the fact that he's a vampire. Um, you know, you meet Serana, you play the game, and you're like, okay, all vampires are, are basically fiends. And then you meet Serana, and you're like, oh, no, they're really not all basically fiends, I suppose. But then you, you hear about Harkon and how he wants to sacrifice his own
1: daughter, and you're like, oh, my God. But yet you, <laughs> you bring her back to him a couple of times. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you you also hear what he did to her, to or what was done to make her a a daughter of Cold Harbor, or at least kind of, and it's like, yeah, yeah dude's a monster literally literally now,
3: just I, yeah. I don't even know if monster is a bad enough word for the yes. guy i mean he yeah. really is just i mean he's a he's a demon the guy he yeah. really is a oh. demon
2: yeah oh exactly. Um you know though, uh, I have to say... I love the Dawn Guard. I really do love the Dawn Guard DLC. I I find I like its story. I like the characters involved. Uh, I like the mechanics that become involved, like the crossbow or the vampire lord and uh, the were, like the werewolf and vampire skill lines and everything. Right. Just needs more werebear. Yeah. Need, <laughs> need, more cowboy Needs more, more werebear. werebear. More werebear.
0: <laughs> I got a fever, and the the prescription is for werebear.
2: <laughs> the, the only problem is, um, the only issue I have with the entire DLC is really that when you go and you're in the mission you are now, you will find Serana. She is obviously a vampire. She admits to being a vampire, and you're part of the Dawn Guard, and you will go and escort her home. And that is my one issue with the entire thing, is that as a member of the Dawn Guard, She has not given me any reason why I'm going to escort a vampire with an Elder Scroll back home. (laughs) Now, I understand gameplay-wise, you need to go from there to there to let the player make the choice of Dawnguard or Vampire. But it's still the stupidest thing in, the honestly, the entirety of Skyrim.
1: No, Mark... The stupidest thing is that there's a bright sunlight outside, she puts a hood up, but she still has a boob window on her shirt.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, is that really stupid, or is that just,
0: you
1: know, appropriate? (laughs) No, you'd figure she would wrap herself completely up if she's going to be outside. (laughs) You'd think. (laughs) And if they're going to try and blot out the sun, what is she doing outside in the first place?
2: She's lived in a cave for the last thousand years, or in a box for the last thousand years. Her eyes are sensitive.
1: They didn't invent, you know, SPF 5000. Well,
2: vampires in Raven, in uh, Elder Scrolls don't burn in the sunlight.
1: And what and is their problem with the sun? Why does he want to blot out the sun?
2: Uh, <laughs> it weakens them somewhat, and and frankly, with with Seren, I, I I think with her, it's supposed to be that her eyes have difficulty with the sun. But yeah, yeah, that's that's just the costume.
0: Because <laughs> again, I, I think that we
2: can blame Lord Harkon for the costume too. Yeah. Yeah, that, that seems the type of thing he would choose. All all women in my all women in, uh, that serve me must wear windows. Must, including my
3: daughter, which I know is creepy, but I'm going to kill her anyway. So get over it. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: oh, boy. All right, Mike, what else you got for us?
1: Okay, so any scary uh, podcast here would not uh, be complete without the, the last of the trifecta. So we've got, uh... You know, Count Chocula, the vampire. We've got Kooky uh, Crisp. And now we have to have Blueberries. The uh, Ghost in the Storm. Yes. For many years, I have traveled the length and breadth of Skyrim, writing my experiences and my adventures. I have seen many wondrous sights and many strange creatures in my travel, but one encounter remains fixed in my memory, though I wish it were not. I had taken up traveling one of the Khajiit Sheep trade caravans that crisscross Sky, pedaling their wares outside the gates of the large cities we were nearing windhelm when the storm struck it was a violent and terrible gale one of the very worst i have seen in all my long years the wind howled like the daedra of oblivion and the driving snow made us blind to the world rishad called a halt and we staggered from the road our hands held over our faces to ward off the stinging pellets of ice We huddled together in the shelter of a corpse of pines. There was no hope of raising our tents; the wind would tear them from our hands the moments we unpacked them. They struck at the height of the storm. There were perhaps a half dozen of the creatures. It was difficult to say, as the blowing snow and howling wind overwhelmed our sight and our hearing. They were roughly man-sized, but hunched, over and ugly. For garments, they wore only rags and leathers. They were armed with daggers and swords of various kinds, no doubt scavenged from their previous victims. They had no noses to speak of, only long slits for nostrils. Their ears were sharply pointed, suggesting a distant kinship with the elves. With their pallid skin and lifeless black eyes, they seemed like something out of a nightmare. Rasha saw them first, but it was too late to save herself. So loud was her death cry that we heard it over the roaring winds that cry saved us all alerted to the presence of our foe the Kajit drew their blades and formed a circle facing outwards the white fiends were too few to surround us completely and the khajiit fended off each attack after three of the snow devils had fallen the rest fell back and did not come at us again the storm abated and we arrived at windhelm the next morning i have taken up residence in Candlehearth hall and I find it quite comfortable behind the towering stone walls of the city. Comfortable, at least, until I go to sleep, and visions of these awful creatures return to haunt my dreams. Ooh, spooky. I know they're not real ghosts, and they're talking about the Falmar, but, yeah, but it's still, pretty spooky. It's oh a yeah. spooky story, it's a and s- it's Halloween time. damn good
3: story. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> well that. done one. Yeah. It's-
3: that's another thing about about Elder Scrolls is that I mean, nine times out of ten, you pick up any book in the in the game, any book at all, and it's it's written really, really, really well, and uh, you're going to enjoy it. Um, I, I have not I have not been disappointed. I mean, a couple of books here and there kind of stick out, like you know, um, what's that uh, that one book that the gourmet wrote? What was it um, something taste? fine taste. Uncommon, taste uncommon taste yeah so I mean that doesn't tell a story so it's, it's pretty you know straightforward but I mean even if you look at like you know the, <laughs> the ingredient list and in like, it's, it's amusing
1: <laughs> well, there's the one about bone mold armor that if you read like the uh, the lord of the keep had all of the servants killed so that the guy could make uh, the armor out of their bones and like in the end like the, the all of the ghosts from the, the people he killed came back to haunt him to kill him oh god I mean, you know, it's like some of those are really good and really creepy. Yeah, that's
3: that's creepy. I'll tell you what. If you're looking for a good creepy read in Elder Scrolls, go check out The Locked Room. If you haven't uh, read that one yet in Skyrim... I think it's in other games, too. Is I think I found it in Oblivion yep. once. Um, if you have a chance, go read The Locked Room. And, and if you can't find it in the game, go to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages... Um, and you can search for it there, and you'll definitely be able to find it. It's, it's at uesp.net. Uh, um, it's amazing. It is an amazing story. I, I would read it out right now, but it's a little long for the show. So, um, so you should definitely give that give that a try.
1: I think we have read that one in a past episode on vampire. Oh yeah, I'm sure we have. Or on lockpicking, one or the other. Yeah. Uh,
2: I I think I think it was yeah. Mike, anything else?
1: That is it for our uh, lore or our library reads. Uh, you know, so hopefully, you know, if you enjoyed them, go back, go to UESP or go to the Imperial Library and take a look at what they have there. Or, you know, the um, uh, Bethesda is doing a really good job putting a lot of these stories into hardcover. So there's now five volumes between Skyrim and ESO. So, wow. you know, check out, uh, you know, what they have for sale there. They're really high quality. Yeah. Highly
2: recommend it.
3: All right, folks. Uh, we're going to move into our fast question of the week, and then we've got a uh, we've got an email as well uh, that we'd like to get into. Uh, and we got a
1: challenge. Oh, yes. that's right. That was the other thing. was yeah. Let's do the challenge first. Before you forget again.
3: Yes. Well, speaking of challenges, um, <laughs> I'm uh, currently in game here, being challenged. Let me uh, let me find this out here. Um, so so last week we had the battle mage, right? Um, yep. And I gave everyone an extra week as well on that uh, because it, it it proved to be more than just a small challenge, uh, depending on the game that you played it with. Um. So so that has that has come and gone, and uh, everyone's hope, Hopefully, you enjoyed your your romp with the battle mage, and we'll be talking about our gameplay with that um, next week for Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Uh, We did get an email from Justin, a listener of ours, so shout out to Justin, and uh, he wanted to tell us about his battle mage. And he starts off and says, "Uh, good, uh, Good afternoon, Elder Scrolls off the record peoples. I saw your challenge to create a battle mage, and I thought I would give it a try. Now for me, especially in Skyrim, a battle mage is primarily a warrior that uses magic to enhance their combat skills. For me, the build revolves around the one-handed dual-wielding swords and heavy armor. To augment these skills, I use Conjuration for the swords and Alteration to increase my armor and Magicka resistance. I also round out my skills by maxing out Illusion, Armorer, and Enchanting. In case you're wondering where I get those perks from, I recommend getting Armorer and Enchanting to 100, then make, upgrade, and enchant your gear as you see fit. When done, set those skills to Legendary and spend the perks elsewhere. Okay, so how to play this battle mage? I start with a Calm spell in one hand and a Fear spell in the other. Depending on the situation, use the one one that makes the most sense. While your enemy is inactive, cast your Flesh spell to increase your armor and summon your swords. Most of the time, if you're fast enough, you can finish them before you get a hit on you. Before they get it, before they can get a hit on you. Anyway, that's my battle mage, turned out to be one of the most fun classes I've had in Skyrim. Thanks for reading and keep up the good work, Justin. Uh, quick note on on Justin's battle mage, Mike,
2: Mark. Nicely um, done. Yeah. Yeah. This is why the Battle mage sticks around and is is a classic class like it's been there since arena yeah. and nothing's been there since arena.
1: Not even arena
2: <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> um, I gotta admit you know this is this is a great way of doing it. Um, certainly the battle mage stock Battle mage class in oblivion uh, is something I did not have fun with. So um hearing this in Skyrim is uh, is is pretty is pretty legit
1: what I'm finding interesting uh, with ESO 1 Tamriel's uh, recent release there's a huge number of heavy armor sets that have come out uh, that you can now get that uh, really play towards the battle mage mm-hmm. uh, like the weird tree's blessing gives you magicka recovery, spell damage, magic recovery and spell casting all on a heavy armor set. Nice. So uh, there's a lot of ways now uh, soul, sh- soul, soul shine magicka Spell crit, spell crit, spell damage. So there's a lot of ways now to actually, if you're still interested in playing the battle mage, and you play ESO and not some of the classic games like Oblivion or Morrowind, uh, to look and see, you know, some of these new sets, uh, how to make a battle mage in ESO.
3: Yeah, um, you know, I've been noticing that... um... You know, when it comes to uh, spending your attribute points in order to, to make you know your what you do in Elder Scrolls Online that much more effective, um, a lot of a lot of folks like to go all in on one particular attribute, um, but then it makes hybrid classes pretty much useless if you do that. These new armor, um, these new armor sets that are coming out with very unusual enchants will take that hybrid class and will flesh them out and make them useful based on the stats that are on that armor. So if you make a battle mage and you want to put your attributes all into um, your attribute points all into all into stamina uh, to increase the the um, the damage the DPS you do for uh, stamina abilities you can just put on one of these these sets that increase your magicka pool as well. And whatever uh, whatever magicka spells that you use will have high damage as well because you're 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 increasing you know that area as well of your attributes without having to spend the points. So it's it's very very nice to see that.
1: And there's um, one here that I think Wicked Wolf should pick up. It's called the Elfbane.
3: Elfbane. Elf <laughs> Okay. <laughs> What's that all about, the Elf Bane?
1: Uh, it's a max magicka, a spell damage, a spell damage and increased duration of your flame damage abilities by 2 seconds. It's a heavy armor set found in Cyrodiil. So. Okay. I think he should go pick that up, you know. Elf bane. can run around <laughs> killing elves. Oh wait, he already does.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now he'll just be better at it. All right, folks. Uh, listen. Listen up everyone. Can I have everyone's attention? Hopefully I've had it the whole time, but people sort of phase out in and out. Um, May I have your attention? Here is this week's Elder Scrolls Challenge. This is designed specifically for Skyrim Special Edition. It's due out tomorrow, folks. It is due out tomorrow. Skyrim Special Edition. Here it is. We're all going to be playing Skyrim Special Edition. I want you to start a new character. And collect as many Berenziah stones as possible. Yes. Yes, I said that. Collect as many Berenziah stones as possible in Skyrim Special Edition with your new character. And, and I, I, I yes, I get it. I hear you. You're like, you know, jeez, Varwin's a real idiot. Doesn't he understand? We could just Google where they are. Yes, I know that. I know that. Which is why I'm telling you, right now, you can, for this challenge, you can look up on the internet where the Berenziah stones are. You can look up on the internet where the eye stones are. It is part of the challenge. It's not, you know, uh, an exploit. It's not a cheat. Alright? Liz, I'm giving you this ability you can
1: look up. Liz, you can't go back to your character that has right. all of them and just play for an extra
3: week. Right. That being said, good luck. You have one week. Only one week only one week to do this you have one week to find as many baron zaya stones as possible look them up on the internet go out there and find them I want you to go out there and explore the hell out of Tamriel that is what I want you to do I want you to go explore the hell out of Skyrim enjoy it for one week go out there and and just scour Skyrim for these baron zaya stones Go find them on the internet and go run out there and go from point to point to point and try and see with your brand new character, with your brand new character, find as many of them as possible. You've got one week. I want you to send us emails. Tell me how many of them you found in the week and tell us what your build was. Your brand new character's build at Record at gmail.com Send us that email or uh, let us know on our Twitter account at Elder Scrolls OTR, and certainly we'll, uh, you know, we'll we'll give you a, you know a, a retweet as well if you if you do that, you know, a little maybe maybe that's I don't know if that that incentivizes people. If it does, there there it is, um, and we'll we'll read your emails over the air for sure. What do you think, guys? Yep, like that stuff. Oh uh, yeah,
2: yeah, and and frankly you know, not many people do the eye stone quest, but really it is, if you want to basically break the bank, it is so worth it. Because the moment that you, you have the, and you have to join the Thieves Guild to be able to complete the quest you know, or like really finish the quest. Yeah. But the moment you have all the stones basically you will never worry about money again. Because like everywhere you look you'll be just Tripping over gems. The problem at that point becomes selling them all. Oh
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I know. <laughs> there are mods out there for for you PC folks that increase um and gold and
2: now for Xbox and uh, I think PlayStation folks too. At With least it
1: is there. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah,
3: yep. Um. All right. So so quick uh, time for our our uh, our fast question of the week, guys. And uh, hold on a second, I gotta find it first. Uh, do you guys have it? Do you see yeah. it? There? Yeah. Okay, I got it right here. All right, monster or monster hunter? What would you play? Also, think about the choices of monsters in games like Daggerfall, such as the Werebore. So, do you play a monster, and if so, what? Or do you kind of go against the grain there and go go for monster hunter? Mike.
2: Monster hunter. Mark. Uh, Young Mark Monster, now Mark Monster Hunter.
1: Yesterday's Mark, still a monster.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a monster! You're a
3: monster! Okay, uh, me, Monster Hunter. What, um. What. What kind of monster, Mark? Well, you roboted really bad there, hold on. Yeah. Alright, what, what kind of monster, Mark?
2: Oh, uh, Young Mark is, of course, Werewolf, Back and Dagger Call. Uh, later werewolves, later lycanthropes, unfortunately, just haven't had the same appeal that uh, that the Daggerfall one did, I'm afraid. But, uh, yeah. So you're Met, saying. Where the what? weremonkey? Where monkey?
3: <laughs> in your mailbox!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Where's our monkey? It's in the. <laughs> oh, shit!
2: <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Died. Oh, God. I wasn't even looking hey, what at about, my health. What about you, Arwin? sure monster, uh, monster hunter monster hunter
3: monster hunter um, definitely definitely monster hunter um, I I'm not really into the whole uh, vampire thing at all uh, or werewolf thing I mean I just it just doesn't interest me not, not I, I'll I could possibly make a a character that does have um, like some pretty cool RP behind it mm-hmm. in regards to you know playing some sort of monster. And certainly, you know, I would do this in um, you know, more like um, uh, Daggerfall than anything else. But I'm gonna tell you, you know, ninety percent of the time, if, I, if I'm gonna do some sort of thing with with this, it's it's definitely gonna be probably like in Skyrim, and I'm gonna go like you know full on Dawn Guard and do the monster hunter. So that's me. Uh, are we missing anyone else? On this, I think we kind of covered that, right? Yeah. All right. Mike, we we, we got you monsters,
1: right. Look at that spider! Holy crap!
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> this thing's gross. <laughs> Whoa, what's worse, the spider? Well, yeah, the spider apparently. <laughs> Spiders <laughs> awful. Uh, all
3: right, we've got this email. Comes from comes from Danny. Is, this is quickly becoming a not a bug but a feature.
2: <laughs> oh god, no. <laughs> uh
3: in 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 good old hooligan's style, uh Mike drops these these things he gets them from uh Danny God of Radio and our ESOTR guild and Elder Scrolls online. I do not read these emails, which you can obviously tell when I read them out because um I have no idea what's coming in, <laughs> coming up. <laughs> and and uh last time I did this certainly incurred a a massive laughing fit. So here this is from Hooligans, chapter 17, verse 6. And lo,
0: whence on one occasion almighty Talos did verily look up from his crossword puzzle, <laughs> <really>? <laughs> and gaze in wonderment at his creation unknown, he, did he in his wisdom feel naught but befuddlement? What's this? Man dressed as myrrh? Uh, dressed as man, Deja dressed as fauna, fauna dressed as ladyfolk, ladyfolk dressed as lusty Argonian maid. What hath been wrought? And Almari Talos did growl and did belch, and did cast lightning and spectral spooks upon his creations in his mercy. And yea, and did, and yea on this date. Did his creations unknown react, not with fear, of his spooks, but instead with glee. And the almighty Talos did verily observe this glee, and did stroke his masterful beard, and did scratch his masterful backside, (laughs) and did glance at his masterful calendar on the wall. It was a three month calendar. And thus did he decree with great gusto yea 13th of first fall hence shalt this day be known as day upon which of none may verily don my, thy scippiest duds a date upon which man may dress as Daedra, whilst lady may dress as woman of your repute. <laughs> A date upon which great merriment and mead vomit shall reign from Stonehaven to Alakir. Henceforth, shalt this date, the Witch's Festival, be enjoyed by all from now until Southern God.
2: <laughs> You know, I, I am a fan of sexy, lusty Arconian <laughs> mate, Less, less a fan of sexy Ulfric Sor- Stormcloak.
4: <laughs> Jesus. Uh,
2: <laughs> thank you, Danny. This is this is nice. <laughs> and God forbid, sexy Hag Raven. <laughs> All right. So, oh, oh, oh.
3: <laughs> sexy Hag Raven is never is never okay. That's that's mm-hmm. never alright. Um Alright, folks. So so here here we are at, at the end of the at the end of the show, and I'm I'm a little oh God, Damn it, man. <laughs> like, I'm not paying attention to my health and I keep dying. Um Here we are at the end of the show, and you know, I'm sort of I really don't want to end the show without showing a little bit more of the uh, the fun sort of stuff going on um, in in cities for for some of these mods, but I think I think we might have to unless we can sort of find a way to kind of vamp for a little bit while I
1: unless you can figure a way around the spider.
3: Well, the spider's good. I got I got the spider. He's he's done and over with. But now I got to get to this this vampire lord. Oof. Man, he—this guy hits.
2: <laughs> this guy's just kicking your ass, isn't
3: he? He sure is. You know what it is? It's—it's uh, it's not necessarily like him per se. Um, it's you know all of the crazy spells that he's—he's he's throwing at me. If I could just close the distance, yeah, here we go. This is—this is, this is going to be it for him. You know what? I'm even going to just quick save right here and just kind of go at it. And throw down a good old, uh, healing, couple of healing potions here. Hopefully what I can do is, like, get out of this thing. And then after I kill him... Really?
2: How did he crit
3: me in that moment?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap!
3: Wow! Did he get the kill cam? (laughs) He did get the kill cam, that jerk. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's. A, I'll tell you what. It's a good thing I. I quick saved right when I did because. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I'd be going through all that all over again. You know what? I'm not going to give him the chance. To. To. To do that again. I'm just gonna.
0: Yeah. Woo. Yes. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha
2: Beheaded him Nicely to a done.
3: fanciful explosion. Thank you all right let's uh, let's get out of here and, and sign off inside uh, let's go to saw sol- uh, not solitude white um, um, run again all right we're loading up and ooh, uh, oh, did it crash Man. no it didn't crash but I, I totally forgot that there's more to this dungeon
1: <laughs>
3: yeah this is the part where you get serana out of the crypt.
1: Oh yeah, you got to do all the puzzle.
2: Yeah.
3: All right. Well, I guess that's that then. Um.
2: Hey, the 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 master vampire went down in a glorious headless blaze. He I really mean, did. If you're gonna kill a vampire, taking its head <laughs> while cat- setting it on fire is like <laughs> the way to do it. That's the way to do it, right? <laughs> so, Mike, mark that down and tell that to the group next week. Got that? Okay. <laughs>
3: All right, folks. Well, uh, here we are at the end of our show, and I just want to thank everyone uh, here live in the Twitch chat room. We had a very, very nice full Twitch chat room today. So thank you, everyone, for, for joining us live. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you very much for, for watching on YouTube, and please uh, feel free to comment below on, on uh, some of the things that we talked about tonight. Uh, thank you to those who have downloaded uh, the podcast and, and are hopefully enjoying it um, in the car uh, or at work. And, um, again, to my wonderful hosts, to Mike and Mark, the founders of The Feast, here on on uh, Classic Elder Scrolls. Both Mike and Mark, you do a fantastic job uh, writing the show uh, every, every, uh, every other week. And uh, this show is, was no different. Um, we were kind of struggling for topics. And uh, we sort of, you know, collectively came up with the idea of, hey, you know, it's the Witches Festival. Let's, you know, do something in regards to Halloween. You know, we don't necessarily have to have this constant cadence of, you know, game versus topic. Uh, We can sort of acknowledge the fun things in in Tamriel too. And um, we just kind of went nuts with it. You know, between, you know, what we wrote, between the mods, um, you know, the the music we got going on in the background. Hopefully that wasn't too annoying. (laughs) Uh, we had
2: a great time.
1: I had a, I had a blast. What about you guys?
2: Oh, oh this was fantastic. I really enjoyed this one.
1: Yeah, this came together yeah. uh, much better than I expected. Especially when uh, Arwin sent a text saying, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna do classic on Wednesday." I'm like, wait, I thought it was ESOTR on Wednesday. Oh crap, I haven't started <laughs> writing notes. <laughs> uh. Uh, but if you've got you know listeners, if you have a topic that you want us to cover, uh, you know, one that we haven't covered yet. Please let us know, uh, you know, so that uh, we can, you know, add that to our list of stuff to to talk about. Yeah. Send us tweets or emails, you know, let us know.
2: Yeah. Definitely.
3: Also, um, I just want to tell our our, uh, Twitch chat, okay? Um, I will be doing late, late night Elder Scrolls tonight. So we have that to look forward to it will be in skyrim for for the witches festival so you'll be seeing all of this and more later on tonight as well uh for podcast listeners that is a that is a late late night stream i do pretty much pretty much every night um but it's not guaranteed every night follow us on El- at elder scrolls otr on twitter and um i'll let you know if if we're doing it uh when we're doing it when to expect it usually starts at 1 in the morning eastern um, I can start it up anytime between then and 2:30 in the morning Eastern and usually go till about 4 or 5 in the morning Eastern. Um, about the
1: time that I'm waking up to go to work. <laughs> <about> that, Yeah.
3: <laughs> when, when I say late late night elder scrolls,
1: I'm not joking. It's late. <laughs> it means early Hawaiian time.
3: <laughs> right. Or or midday in Australia. <laughs> um So, I always have fun with that, and uh, so does does the uh, the chat room that comes in. Um, We we do grab up a lot of the uh, Western European crowd, and it's great having them. It really is.
2: Oh, yeah. With that, uh, guys, final thoughts, starting with Mark. Hmm. What is a myrrh? An aggravating pile of secrets. (laughs) Okay.
3: (laughs)
1: Final
3: hey. thought. Uh and and uh, Mark, uh, Mike, rather Mike.
1: Final thoughts. Uh, so I can't wait until uh, Friday when uh, the you know majority of us can all finally get to play Skyrim Special Edition. Yes. I'm really looking forward to all of the graphical updates and the 64-bit processing power that we will finally be able to apply oh, yeah. to Skyrim.
2: Uh, Skywind. The Skywind project has actually posted a couple of pictures of. What some of their sites look like using the the special edition uh, enhancements that they've got out there, and it looks fantastic.
1: You know, like, it, the problem big, is is we still haven't been able to get our hands on it to actually play it. Yeah,
2: I, I get that they want. This is this is the problem is that where most mods are willing to put out their alphas and their betas. unfortunately it seems that Skywind is very much like you will have this when it is done. And yeah. uh, you know what? Like the team, they're not really getting paid for this. Oh no, uh, you know, not. labor of love, and the work they're putting in on it. See, it looks amazing. So, you know, but that that said, if they want to
1: include us in the beta, uh,
2: I got no problem there.
1: Hey hey. Oh, and if you're on Twitter, uh, Pete Hines has been tweeting out uh, your excuse to give to your boss for Friday. Just make sure you print it out and uh, have it uh, delivered to your boss.
3: Exactly. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. From <laughs> but what about for our spouses? From Doctor Aegonborn.
1: Like it has like all kinds of things like you know your your boss, your spouse, your Did, well they your don't your have teacher. spouse. Oh, so so they don't have I,
2: spouse. I just circle boss.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so.
3: <laughs> you know, I gotta say, I saw um, I saw Matt Grandstaff on Twitter tweet out as well um, the. Uh, the excuse letter that Pete Hines tweeted out, and Mac Ranstaff said, uh, "Oh, great! I love, I love three day weekends." <laughs> Pete Hines didn't say anything about that. <laughs> uh, poor, poor Matt. I don't think
1: he's getting that three day weekend. I don't think so.
3: Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Anyway, folks, um, listen. Thank you for listening, downloading, and uh, showing up to our our live stream here uh you can you can get our show in lots of different ways uh, on iTunes Stitcher Radio as well as questgamingnetwork.com and you can watch it live um, on Twitch twitch.tv/questgamingnetwork or check it out uh, on YouTube as well youtube.com/questgamingnetwork uh you can follow us on Twitter you can follow Mike at kdrmickey that's k d r m i c k e y you can follow Mark at Carnegie Wolf, that's uh, I am at Evarwin, E V A R W Y N, and you can follow this show at Elder Scrolls O T R. That's Elder Scrolls O T R. Uh, you can also send us an email at Elder Scrolls Off the Record at gmail.com and ask to be a part of our email list where every week I let people know uh, when we're going to be recording the next episode of either Elder Scrolls Off the Record or Classic and I also send them the link once the show is fully uh, produced to them through email Uh, so they'll be expecting uh, their show hand delivered to them via email in probably about three hours from now Uh, and we'll be able to, to check it out as well um this works really well if iTunes happens to be slow and doesn't pick up our feed for a day or so, uh, or any other podcast outlet that we have too. It, it works out very well. So, um, so there it is. So, just send us a, uh, an email at Elder Off The Record at We blind carbon copy everyone, so it's not like everyone's going to get you know to see your your email address. Um, and it is building very very quickly that that email. Group. Anyway, um, just uh, thanks, everyone, for, for listening and for checking us out. Uh, I had a great time, and I hope you did, too. Take care, everyone. Be safe. And as always, may the foos be
0: with you. <laughs>